0: What if it rained food? What if earth was a few? What if we had nine lives? What if it could fly? It's absurd. If money grew on trees, if we didn't have bees, if we walked through lives slightly magnetical, it's
1: absurd. Absurd Hypotheticals. Hello everybody and welcome to Absurd Hypotheticals, the show where we overthink dumb questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Marcus Laner, and I'm joined here today by Chris Yee and Ben Storms. Say hi, guys. Hey, I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Ben. We're back! We're back. Hiatus over. And we are coming back with... I think, I think it might be my favorite recurring episode, which is the random superpower fight. I think that's kind of why I stuck this in the schedule, because I know we all like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So here's how this works. So we... we There is a wonderful, wonderful website, powerlisting.fandom.com, which is basically a wiki of every single power, superpower ability from any show, movie, anime, history, like, whatever. It's just overly comprehensive, overly nonsensical. And what we'll do is we will hit the random page button three times to get three random powers. We'll take those powers, create a backstory for a superhero or villain who has those abilities, and then we take them all to Central Park as our battleground, and we argue who would win a fight between these three characters that we've created. We've done it four times before, and this is our fifth one. Number five. So if you like this one, you can go back and listen to all the other ones. So I think that pretty much covers it. So without further ado, I'll jump into... Um, the backstory for my hero. Not every hero comes from a tragic past. For some, it is at the humblest of beginnings. Flynn Jacob was more or less your average kid working on his parents' farm. He was a gifted tinkerer, always trying out new kind of homebrew inventions to try and get out of doing his daily chores around the place. And his latest endeavor? Honey collection. He hated going to collect the honey from the beehives, because inevitably, he got stung somewhere, and... Even, he got sung even with that beekeeper's outfit that's just like, re, it's just really warm in the summer days. So he's, he's looking to get out of this chore. So the previous week, he'd misread his high school temperature textbook and, in a happy accident, made a material that seemed capable of absorbing just about anything. So, of course, he took this, covered a large stick with that material, so that he could keep his distance from the bees and still collect the honey from the hive. It worked even better than he could have expected. He cautiously approached the hives, and as soon as the stick touched that first honeycomb, the entire hive of honey nearly instantly disappeared into it. But before he could celebrate, Flynn heard the unmistakable buzzing sound of the angry hive, none too happy about the sudden and abrupt, you know, absorption of all the honey that they have. And the bees almost as one descended upon Flynn. Um, He wildly swung his stick around trying to fend them off, but they were everywhere. He needed to be faster, faster! Faster! and those bees just need to stop moving. His vision and mind became a blur as he spun around faster than he'd ever done before, before it all went dark. He came to a few moments later, to the sight of the bees patiently hovering in the air around him, and a circle of flattened grass or- and the brush around him. Back to your hives, he thought, and the bees obeyed. From then on, Flynn was no longer your average kid on a farm. He became a hero to- with newfound powers. He became Honey Honey shot. Honey shot. <laughs> honey shot. <laughs> I, was, I, I originally went for honey pop, but I'm like, ah, oh, let's give him, let's, let's keep him slightly more, uh, <laughs> slightly less shameful name here. So what, what are his actual three powers here that, that I rolled? So the first one is absorption blade construction, which is the power to create bladed weapons capable of absorption. So there, there's a, a bunch of these in different fictions. There's maybe like a good, eight to ten of different types of absorption blades. And they all kind of vary between, like, what they can absorb. Like a sponge sword. <laughs> yeah, like, some of them were like, really niche. Like, oh, hey, this one absorbs, like, specifically the souls of defeated enemies. Or this one absorbs, like, this particular type of magic in this particular universe. But some of them were just like, oh, I'll just straight up absorb freaking any technique that you throw at me. Like, you know, just energy as a whole. So, basically, what I'm going to do for this fight is it can general like, the things he's absorbing are generally going to be honey and bees. <laughs> <laughs> honey
2: and bees. Okay. Glad I don't have any honey-based powers.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. And the second, so his, his second power is land life manipulation, which is, well, the power to manipulate land life. Um, basically, animals that live on the land. And so, there's there's a lot of different variations of this kind of, like, animal friend power. Um, This one's a pretty intense one, because it's kind of the way to find out exactly what they are is to look at who's, like, the known user of this power. And the the only known user for this particular land life manipulation power is the Behemoth from (laughs) Judeo-Christianity. So, the Behemoth is basically a primeval creature from, you know, created by God for all the land animals, kind of the counterpart to the, the Leviathan in the sea. And I actually have just a quote here from the book of Job in the in the Hebrew Bible just because I I kind of just love <clears throat> love the canter here of like just epic and at the same time like what is this why is this sentence even in here combination? So, I guess a reading from the book of Job. Behold, behemoth, which I made as I made you, he eats grass like an ox. Behold his strength in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. He makes his tail stiff like a cedar, the sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze, his limbs like bars of iron. He is the first of the works of God. Let him who made him bring near his sword. So he eats grass, has strong belly muscles. (laughs) He's really good at digesting. (laughs) Yeah, really good at digesting grass, but also like his bones are, you know, metal and limbs are iron. I think the last thing
2: I expected on a superpower, uh, this random superpower episode is a Bible reading.
1: (laughs) And then, like this isn't this wasn't wasn't quoted where I was looking, but it then talks basically just talks about how God will go and fight the Behemoth and the Leviathan and destroy them with his sword, which is the much cooler part of the Bible. I argue, <laughs> where God goes sword fighting giant monsters. So that's just fun. And then the other fun fact I had on the, on the Behemoth is that his strength reaches the peak at the summer solstice of every year, um, and at this time of the year, the Behemoth lets out a loud roar that makes all animals tremble in fear and thus renders them less ferocious. For the year, <laughs> which is, I guess, an interesting way to use that power. <laughs> so basically the actual powers that he gets in regards to am- animals, in my case, specifically bees, I'll, I'll have a slight limitation there.
2: Okay, so only bees. I was going to ask what your limitations Yeah, are. He,
1: he could do other animals, but he just chooses to do bees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got to stay on brand. Does stay on brand, yep. So it, there's animal empathy where he can, you know, read the emotional state of animals, Animal perception, where he can see through the senses of the animals. Mind control, where he can directly control the animals. He can also tame the animals. He can also talk to the animals um, through communication. So basically, every has complete control of the animals in that he can, like, see through them, talk to them, control them, whatever he wants to do. Like, has all the good versions of the power. And then his last power, if you notice, he, he was spinning around fighting all those bees, is accelerated rotation. Which is basically Crash Bandicoot-style spin attack. Or, <laughs> like, tie it, uh... What is his name? Uh, The Tasmanian Devil guy? Yeah, like Tasmanian Devil too. Specifically on the page of notes, this is not for drilling and not an aerial spin. This is for on the ground accelerated rotation. There's also, I'm not sure which version of this spinning they're talking about and what like game or whatever it was. But they keep talking about like limitations. Maybe limited turning in parts of a circle like 45 degrees. (laughs) <laughs> Wait. So it was like talking about spinning, but like sometimes you don't go all the way around. But like how does that even work? <laughs> you just pivot real quick. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense <laughs> like you can only turn a part of a circle very fast. I don't get it, but I I imagine it as you can spin all the way around. And the wiki page does have a gif of Crash Bandicoot going round and round and round and round. So basically his his signature move is to just release bees from his honey stick by spinning around really fast (laughs) and uh that is honey shot
2: okay seeing your powers i didn't expect a bee related or bee themed hero
1: yeah my my original plan was to go to like the which i think we've done once before was go to like the there's a zoo in central park that has a bunch of animals and i believe we shortcutted it the last time we did it to just it all being bears (laughs) that (laughs) Came up somehow, yeah. I think you <laughs> shortcutted it to that, <laughs> and uh, I decided not to uh, <laughs> repurpose that exactly. So I, I decided to go try and combine the powers a little bit into a narrative, and ended up at bees.
2: Okay, I'm not opposed to it.
1: Um, Chris, tell me about your uh, superhero.
2: So my superhero, or I guess the origin of my superhero, first. Um, so Decisive Dan, first name Decisive, last name Dan. Unfortunately. That, well, that's his name. But unfortunately, he was actually very indecisive. He actually thrived on other people's opinions. And he based his own opinions on like aggregate opinions or like websites that aggregated different things like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And he just didn't have his own opinions on anything.
1: So, so you're describing a normal guy named Dan.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, his name is decisive. Last name mm. Dan.
1: <laughs> Mr. Dan.
2: Yeah, Mr. Dan. <laughs> And whenever anyone asked him a question, he would always just do a ton of research to figure out what other people thought before he answered the question because he didn't want to come up with his own opinion. And this caused a lot of problems in his life. So like he couldn't decide what to watch on Netflix whenever he was doing that. So he just ended up not watching anything. He couldn't decide what to order at restaurants. So he avoided restaurants. He couldn't decide which college to go to. So he just didn't go to college. And obviously caused a lot of problems. And one day his mother asked him, if you liked frozen or Moana better (laughs) and specifically if which one he thought was the best 3d Disney princess movie. And he, he had to answer that question. So he did his usual research. He searched Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and he was torn because Moana has a better reviews. Moana has a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes and 81 on Metacritic where Frozen has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 75 on Metacritic.
1: Oh, the drama. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Frozen did way better in the box office, so it got basically double the box office. It got $1.28 billion in the box office, where Moana only got $690 million. So it did way better. And these conflicting things made it difficult for Decisive Dan to decide. So... He ended up just not choosing, and this made his mother mad. So she got super angry at him and decided to kick him out of the house because he couldn't make a decision. It was like the last straw for her. So he's moseying around. He has no more home, and he stumbles upon a mysterious, magical poll machine that can give him like, it has like a magical algorithm that gives him answers to like the collective opinions of everyone in the world with this magical algorithm. And the way it works is if you ask it a question, then you feed it the choices that you want it to choose from. And it, it like distills the essence of those two choices. And then it tells you the opinion of the world. So he's like, okay, I can finally answer this, this 3D Disney princess question. So he feeds it a copy of Frozen and a copy of Moana into the machine. It distills the essence of it discovers that the essence of Frozen is Elsa's ice powers, obviously. And then it also distills the essence of Moana and and apparently the essence of Moana is the shiny song with all the treasure and stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would argue with that. That is one of the best that is it might be I think that's the best song in the movie. That song's so fun.
2: Yeah. So that's the essence of Moana. But the results of of this machine were unexpected. The results Despite having lower review scores and lower box office in both of those choices, it said that Tangled was clearly the best 3D Disney princess movie. Um, <laughs> and this conflicts with the data. It conflicts with the reviews and the box office. And it just messed up the algorithm and it got all confused. And then the magical machine blew up because of this. And it infused all the essence of Frozen and Moana into decisive dan so he got the powers he got the ice powers from frozen and he got the essence of moana which is the treasure scene the shiny song so he got treasure powers from that and then he also got the powers from the magical algorithm of the machine that like pulls opinions from a lot of people across the world so that like makes him stronger with people like more people kind of a stretch but you'll see that's my power
1: (laughs) (laughs) my real real question is is do you think that tangled is the best disney princess i do that's
2: why i made that my narrative
1: (laughs) okay i'm just curious if you just picked that one as like a random one or if that was like your your actual chrissy opinion on disney princesses
2: on 3d princesses so like there aren't very many 3d princesses i think it's only the three hi i'm
0: pedantic technically moana is the only one who's actually a disney princess of those yeah three. elsa isn't actually a princess <laughs> rapunzel actually isn't either because if they were going to they were going to have to um license what's her name's face i don't remember who who, who played um <laughs> who who played rapunzel mandy moore anymore they like base the character's face off of hers or something and they're gonna have to like like do a big licensing deal with her or something she never actually made her a disney princess really yeah <laughs> you can have my voice you can have my likeness but you can't have my
1: face
2: <laughs> well she is a princess and she's in a disney movie so i'm gonna count it <laughs> uh, elsa is true it's not a, actually a princess she's a queen but in the beginning of the movie she's a princess
0: before the parents die
1: <laughs> yeah i don't think you lose your princessness if you become queen that would be silly I, I
0: actually i read an article about this just like literally last week apparently to officially be a disney princess they have to be there's like a coronation ceremony at disney world and the only new ones in the last, like, 10 or something years, New years, have been um, Tiana from Princess of the Frog and Moana. Isn't Merida one? Uh, oh, Merida is one, too. Merida is one, too. Sorry. So she's the
2: other 3D one I didn't count her. <laughs> I don't really like um, that Brave. movie, so... Yeah, Brave. I didn't like that movie. That movie was pretty good. It was okay. It wasn't great. Um, anyway, my powers are... So from Frozen, she had ice powers, but it's specifically frozen surface so i guess that means or the description they say is the user can cause surfaces often the floor to emit cold slash ice causing ice slash cold damage on anything in contact with them or the ice so i don't know exactly i don't think i can like shoot ice but i can make surfaces emit ice i don't know exactly what that means but (laughs) i'm just gonna say i can make the floor ice that's easy enough and then my second power is Treasure creation from Moana and description is the user can create any form of treasure in existence into existence. So I can just create like coins or gold or treasure. Um, and then my third power is collective strength. And the description is the user's strength increases when they're close to others, especially those of the same species. The more individuals in a group, the stronger the user gets. So. If I'm in a group, if I'm in like a crowd of people that I get super strong and I didn't know like what scale of strength exactly I wanted to do, but I'm going to say that since we're fighting in Central Park, if Central Park is like completely filled, packed, like shoulder to shoulder for the whole thing, then I'll have like Superman powers, Superman strength. And then like it scales down linearly. So those are my three powers. And oh, I didn't say my name. Oh, yeah. Say your name, please. (laughs) My name is uh, Gallup Pullman.
1: Wow. Wow. God. The latest Gallup poll shows that this name is... (laughs) Junk.
0: (laughs) Gallup Pullman. I was going (laughs) to say, I really like that under limitations on treasure creation, one of the ones listed is overuse will collapse an economy. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I I saw that. So I have that power if I want to do that. I can collapse the economy. I don't necessarily know if that's a weakness. It's, a, it's just an option it's I have. It's a threat, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, that's my hero. Ben, what did you do? So, Ted Bloom was, was he, he worked for this small gardening company, um, where it's a very small company, not that many employees. Uh, so, he actually pulled double duty as the um, supply chain manager and HR uh, manager for this company. And all of a sudden, they started getting all these complaints from customers. Um, a couple of different different types. One, they were starting to complain about their plant just sprouting all these weird, like glowing mushrooms, which they did not they did not ask for in their, their uh, gardens. You know, their various plant installations. I don't know how you refer to like a what is gardened. Whatever you get the idea. Landscaping. There we go. Landscaping. And two, there was this one employee who they kept, being, you know, kept complaining about just because he had kind of like a weird menacing aura and like a long, very villainous mustache, and it was just kind of like a little little like he was like you know rubbing his hands together and doing little like chuckles to himself all the time, and people were getting a little you know wigged out. And conveniently, it turned out that on all of the jobs that these weird mushrooms were showing up, he was actually working those jobs. So so Ted called him into his office one day and was like, "Hey, you know, we're trying to get some some complaints. I'm not gonna lie, the mustache is kind of weird. People are getting a little just freaked out about your whole vibe right now." And then and then the can employee can you explain these
1: magic mushrooms, please?
0: Well, he did, okay, so he doesn't actually know that the magic mushrooms are him, but but he has some <laughs> suspicions. And the employee just just like rears his head back and does like a big evil laugh and says, "You know." I've only just begun, and once my magical fertilizer is perfected, you'll see my true power. And then Ted is like, well, clearly you're you're misappropriating company po- property. And we're going to have to let you go. And it turns <laughs> out this dude is obviously an evil wizard um, who was, I guess, just moonlighting as a landscaper to Ben's meet. I don't know. People got to work two jobs sometimes. The ultimate disguise. Yeah, you know. But clearly, you know, this this wizard was not particularly happy about this. So he put a curse on Ted, and he said, you know, Ted, you think you know everything that's going on. Let's see if you you know can really handle knowing everything that's going on, and then cursed him, and then suddenly Ted was just overwhelmed with all of this 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 you know you know sensation, and gets so shocked that he stumbles backwards and trips over an extension cord and falls onto a wheelie chair, which rolls across the room into a plate glass window. That he flies through and lands in this weird glowing fertilizer he hadn't noticed uh, on the warehouse floor. I don't know, sure warehouse floor. And then he kind of just blacks out. And when he wakes up, he has changed into Daisy
1: Chain. Daisy uh, that's chain. actually... I, I, it doesn't make sense to me yet, but I know what your powers are, and I love the name for it. So, <laughs>
0: so he realized he could do a few things. First, we're going to go in order of weirdness, I guess. First, he had magical telepathy, which is telepathy, but magic, which is because of this wizard curse. Basically, he's just been... He can now... he's he's telepathic that one you know you know how it works you can read we can read minds that one it's pretty straightforward second is flower attacks which is the ability to release slash use flower matter to do various attacks it lists a bunch of applications that are all different cool sounding attacks except that all of them end in of flower matter like (laughs) release beams of flower matter create bombs like explosions of flower matter so i mean what does flower matter is it just flowers i think it's just
2: flowers so you can create beams of flowers
0: it's specifically <laughs> like i feel like the flower itself is specifically just like you know the the actual flowering part so it's not even i was trying to figure out if you do something with like like rose thorns but that's not actually the flower of the rose so i don't actually think this is that useful except that marcus has bees <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, i was just thinking that's that, unfortunate like, hey, shit. for you marcus
0: <laughs> My plan was really going to just hope that one of you happened to be allergic to pollen or something and sort of go with that. But I can at least, like, distract the bees, I guess. I don't know. But basically, yeah, I can just, like, fling flowers out of my hands. I try to look up. I spent a while looking for, like, really heavy or hard flowers. I did find a very heavy flower. The Rafflesia arnoldii? Arnaldi? Apparently, it's it's a the flower grows to about a, like a diameter of about a yard and weighs about 24 pounds. They're kind of creepy looking. I don't know. So like I guess I could throw that, but I don't know. I'm just going to say it's just regular-ass flowers because that feels more fun to me. So I can just throw a bunch of flowers.
1: I like how one of your applications is Sword Beam Emission, where you can release flower blasts from swords and i could shoot bees out of swords if i if i chose to do that but i did i have a stick and you have no sword. i have no sword but he's
0: he's a middle manager he doesn't have any swords come on and then my final power is domino effect which is the power to cause a systematic chain reaction starting from small occurrences to large effects and before we started recording this chris was saying that he couldn't really like it's it's a weird power and he couldn't really like you know entirely wrap his head around it what I eventually interpret it as is basically I can Final Destination something. So, like, I can kick off some, like, you know, ridiculous Rube Goldberg series of events that ends in, like, a tree falling down or something. I don't know. Is that why you had you, like, rolling on a wheelie chair and, like, finding yeah, out Yeah, that was kind of what I was going through with that. <laughs> That's also why he was a supply chain manager. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so I think the idea is kind of just, yeah, it's like the, the power is is basically manipulate a chain of, chain of events to result in a specific outcome there's a lot of like really weird it mentions like atoms and stuff i'm not gonna go down to that i don't know i'm I'm gonna say it's more very much like a final destination style like something small happens that makes something a little bit bigger happens makes something a little bit bigger happens that ends in like you know a semi truck full of logs crushing your car or whatever I haven't actually seen any of the Final Destination movies.
2: Yeah, that's definitely going to be the one power that, that is weird in the fight and it will make things weird. Yep. <laughs> Always love to have one of those. I think last time we had one, too, and it was also your power.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember what it was, but that sounds right. So, yeah, that's Daisy Chain. Cool. So, we have Honeyshot,
2: Shot, Pullman, and Daisy Chain. <laughs> Fuck, Gallup Pullman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, what is, what is the opening of this fight? look like i feel like it involves bees (laughs) yeah there's gonna be a lot of
2: flowers and a lot of bees so i think the first thing that i'm gonna do obviously i'm stronger with more people around so the first thing i'm gonna do is try to gather as many people in central park as i can probably with my treasure
1: (laughs) oh that's actually a really nice little combo right there huh yeah i'm gonna counter by saying you're gonna try to lure people with treasure and i'm gonna just say that not many people are gonna want to come into a place full of bees
2: true but if there's a lot of treasure yeah
1: <laughs> there's a lot of bees <laughs>
2: i mean uh, that's just probably going to be like one of the things i'm doing throughout the fight is trying to gather people
0: I, i'm i'm going to say that once i realize what's going on i'm going to start i'm going to start a chain reaction um that starts with like a dude in the like transit authorities uh like main office sneezing and ends in you know someone like accidentally cutting through a wire leading, you know, leading to sh- shut down the entirety of the uh, subway system <laughs> just to slow down the uh, approach of approach people
2: one of the things with your power I, I guess is that you can do things that will result like we won't be expecting stuff to happen because of that chain this is true yeah like you'll do something that seems unrelated and then it'll lead to something dangerous
0: yeah Actually wait. Oh no, mind. I'll have to I'll have to wait to know what you're doing cuz I am telepathic, right? Okay. So I'm going to get on that quick <laughs> and shut down,
1: shut down the uh the MTA. So uh, so uh, so let's, let, I guess we could say if Chris's ideal is summon the New Yorkers with treasure and get Superman power strength, I think between the bees and the Ben's MTA shutdown <laughs> maybe we it's like it's mitigated to like 30% or something. That's kind of what I was thinking. It was like, yeah. It was
0: like, yeah. Like, it's like with mine, the thing about the domino effect is that it's not going to be instantaneous, right? Because there's always a chain of things. It's always going to take a little bit of time. Right. So that slows, the, slows it you know, down eventually. And then the bees are kind of just like, some people are like, whoa, I'm allergic. And they back off. <laughs> what percentage of people are allergic to bees? <laughs> what percentage of people are allergic to bees? Um, I don't know. Like five? I'm actually Googling it right now going to say well actually all people are wow, approximately one to three percent I, I just saw five to seven point five percent actually I said one to three percent for me
1: oh, that's for like the, for like an actual like nasty reaction this is uh,
0: according, so according to the Journal of asthma and allergy five to seven point five percent of people will experience a severe allergic reaction to insect stinks in their lifetimes I don't know if yours is like like life threatening
2: I don't know I didn't actually read the article I just the number popped up
1: <laughs> yeah i, I see and it, three to five looks like that like the answer if you just combine the google headlines and average it, yeah. which is a really solid way to do research everybody well, we can we can say five then yeah we can say five
2: people definitely won't be able to or five percent of the people won't definitely won't be able to go to central park and they'll probably be a little higher
0: than that because people
2: wouldn't want to go
0: also yeah, yeah. I think people will just see these and be like yo no i'm good even they're not allergic like they'll you know no one wants to be stuck by
1: a It'll 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 stop a certain amount of people, but but it'll also encourage people who have grabbed a little bit of treasure to leave.
0: <laughs> oh, that's also true. People won't people won't congregate. Oh hmm. So I, so I, yeah, so we'll say that, like, at all times, between the arrival being slowed down by the transit issues and then just the persistent cloud of bees, people are funneling in and out, but at all times, it's like maybe a quarter occupied by people grabbing treasure. I guess I can make ice floor to make them stay a little longer. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to point out that if you make the floor ice, you're giving me a very powerful domino effect weapon.
2: True. So I think that is my win state, though, is that if if I get enough people to get Superman strength, because neither of you have, like, anything to combat Superman strength. Is Superman allergic to
0: flowers, like pollen?
2: Probably not, huh? <laughs> 5% chance. <laughs> Um, so it's just, so that's, that'll be like basically my percentage of winning. And I don't know if there's any other win states for me.
0: Um, um what else do do I again? don't really see any. That's about it, huh? It's just really punching this real hard. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, for the treasure creation, I was
2: imagining like, I don't, I like when I create treasure, it kind of like shoots out of my hands, but I don't think it's like super high velocity. Mm. I think it's kind of like the same force of just like me throwing
0: something. That's fair. You can like toss coins as effectively. Yeah, it's not. Ideal. So it's like
2: sword of a projectile.
1: I mean, I think you, I think you, I think if I think if it comes down to just like a brawl, like you have a non-zero chance of winning. Like if you're just if you have strength on your side, and you can also probably make a nice like you know fanciful treasure sword to have a you know a weapon. Oh yeah, treasure sometimes has swords in it. So if we if we if we take for a second, like hey, let's say the strength is reasonable on Chris, the bees. And the flowers manage each other, maybe. Like the the focus of the flowers might be on they distracting each bees. each other out. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of just a brawl where the advantage that Chris has is that he's stronger. I have like honey and spin attacks, I guess, is what I have on my side. And then Ben, you have telepathy and the domino effect to help you. Yeah. I, so I think I think like in the
0: long game, the domino effect feels powerful, but in the short game, it's not. Yeah, the domino effect kind of puts like a timer on us. yeah
2: i was thinking that like maybe
0: the start of it i basically try to set up something to like drop a satellite at central park or something okay but i don't know if there's a less ridiculous way to do that
1: yeah it also has to be like something where you have a reasonable way of starting the chain like like dropping a satellite would take you know some stimuli that you put in to make its way to like NASA in Texas and then make it into Which space and, and destroy a satellite.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd take a while. I don't know much more localized.
2: I do think generally I will be stronger than both of you throughout the fight because there'll be some people around.
1: Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. So we, we basically, we're basically like strength, speed, and tactics are our three strengths.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think gradually throughout the fight, I get like stronger and stronger.
0: Wait, I just realized okay so there is a five percent chance that chris slash i each like individually just lose because we are severely allergic to bees (laughs) (laughs) that's true so each of us has a five percent chance of just being basically auto eliminated by bees so that's uh marcus's win state
2: (laughs) at least one of them
1: yeah yeah so so if, if we start off so the way i tend to do this um is i open up a quick little excel doc and start doing some percentages here so let's start off with our first break point which is just, <laughs> just bee allergies yeah so 2.5 percent of the time right or wait no point wait hold on no it's, it's of the time. 0.25 it's 0.25 is you're both allergic <laughs> and Four, that's a guarantee so then it's 4.875 is ben's allergic 4.875 is chris is allergic And then there's a 90% chance neither of you are allergic. Is there a chance you're allergic? (laughs) Um, Probably not. No, because my backstory involves me getting stung a bunch. Yeah, never mind. Also, I can mentally control them not to sting me. Yeah. Man, I'm feeling really good about my quarter percentage point of auto win here. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the first one. Um, So that's the first break point. The second... What's next after that? Usually we
2: break it up between like a 1v1 thing like we group we pair people up
1: oh right 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 so if we do chris verse so let's say the fight like yeah the, all this stuff happened like there's the fight starts and is it going to be me versus chris or chris versus ben or ben versus me mm-hmm. and how does each of those go is a good way to do it so assuming so that like just...
2: one of us is allergic to the bees or something and it's just like me and marcus left or something yeah all right, who, do, who do we want to do first? We're we going to do Marcus Chris first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point something out. So the collective strength, it says, like, yes, I get stronger with people, but it says, especially with those of the same species, it doesn't say that I don't get stronger with other species.
1: Does it say people? It's just
2: a less effect.
0: Uh, it just says others. When yeah. in a group. Hold on.
2: So theoretically, I get stronger from your bees, just not as strong as
0: from people. I will say that it seems like in most of the like known users and stuff it looks like it is generally like like kind that is
2: true. I mean, yeah. We can we can just stick to that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think my bees make you stronger. That seems a little bit. Wild. I mean, I, if if they make me stronger,
2: they make me like marginally stronger
1: because they're still just bees. Yeah. Cuz they're just bees. Yeah. All right. So if it's me versus Chris, so Chris has the strength, I have the spin attack and I guess like his frozen floor and my honey generation maybe cancel out because I can make my feet sticky <laughs> yeah, or his feet sticky and he can make me, he can make either of our stuff slippery. So, kind of just as we're, you know, fighting stick versus sword or whatever, it's going to be like, oh, hey, we're both trying to trip each other up with ice and honey, respectively. I think I give Chris a slight edge though, because I think my spin attack is less effective if he's just strong enough to like stop it yeah it seems yeah, fair to me.
2: you'll have some momentum but i think i could handle the momentum
0: i also feel like if you're like spin attacking and he frozen surfaces under you as you do it and messes up the friction it's gonna really like screw with you yeah you'll be sliding around
1: yeah so like 65 35 maybe
2: yeah that sounds reasonable yeah, that's to fair. me
1: okay so now me versus ben
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so now i die from the, the bee stings
1: yeah or just me hitting you real good in the head with my stick yeah <laughs> So it's basically, can I, out, can I outlast
0: you long enough that I get you hit by a bus or something?
1: <laughs> yeah, so you have the mental telepathy, which helps. Yeah, and you Although capture Although I am bees. mentally connected to all these bees. Like, hi, does the hive mind help me against your mental telepathy? It's magical telepathy. Excuse me. Magical well,
2: telepathy. the bees are distracted by the flowers.
1: Yeah, and the bees are distracted by the flowers in that... I think it's like, I have to directly control bees. Like, the bees that I'm not directly controlling are definitely right, going after flowers. flowers. Yeah.
2: So that, that distracts you a little so
1: bit. So I'd have to, like, focus on the bees that are coming at you which you could then probably mentally read that part of it
0: yeah god such a weird it feels
1: kind of 50 50 it feels kind of 50 50 yeah yeah. pretty close because like if you it's just like if you can get
0: close enough to me to like you know get a couple of wax on me once again this dude's a middle manager he's not going to hold up in a fight like (laughs) it's all avoidance
1: yeah at least i grew up on a farm then i got i got i got some percentage points there just you know oh yeah ruggedness yeah yeah exactly (laughs) all right now ben versus chris is the last one here The frozen surface, I actually feel like is a decent
0: problem because I don't know, I don't have any way to like counteract it. And a lot, you know, if I'm trying to mostly do avoidance, that's a pretty big handicap if you can like land that.
2: It does enable your chain thing though a little bit. It
0: does. I'm just trying to decide if like, if you can trip me up with like, you know, freezing the ground and like, you know, get me down and get on me quickly, I won't have time to actually take advantage of it. Right. Yeah. So the question is really, can I like avoid that? I guess i also know if you're going to do it because I'm telepathic.
2: Right. Yeah. So you should be able to see my moves ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, if I can get a hit on you, I think you're dead.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No question.
2: <laughs> it's just a matter of whether I can actually hit you or not.
0: So I guess like between telepathy and just like flower attack distraction, it's really just a distraction against you. It's just like, like I just throw in petals and shit out to like <laughs> blind you. Is that enough?
2: To... Flowers that might attract more people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I, I will say, like, Chris doesn't have much, like, I think we have to rely on, like, trickery. Like, you have to rely on trickery. Ben's got a lot of trickery. Yeah. Yeah. Against Chris. That's I true. have less. I have some trickery, but not a lot of trickery. Ben has a lot of trickery. Yeah,
2: I think it's pretty close between me and Ben, but Ben has, like, a slight edge. Yeah, like, I, like. It'll be difficult for me to hit him.
1: Right. Right. That, that's fair 60, 60 40, 40. 55 45
0: i uh, was so between 60 40 and 55 45 so i don't know what are you feeling chris i don't care either one of those sounds fine <laughs> <laughs> what about 60
1: 40 60 40 this is gonna be a fucking tight it is. one yeah, i'll it's tell like you a close fight also i have to make sure i do the math right on adding fucking allergies <laughs> <laughs> all right all right calculating Wait, what
2: is the situation where it's just me and ben
1: like what happened to marcus
2: um what's the percentage of that oh yeah, yeah, that yeah that will happen need that
0: i guess well it would then be the other fight what no, but like how often does that one happen we don't we don't know that yeah
2: so like it happens like me and marcus happens if ben gets stung and he's allergic and there's a percentage of that but why does like what's the percentage of me versus ben happening
1: oh i i split i split it I- ignoring the allergies which I'm, I'm gonna do a little separate it's I split it one third of just who we fight up against because we don't not none of I don't think we have any particular reasons to fight one over the other in this one. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So I just put equal equal odds of the fight happening between those two. Actually, I would I would say I would say that
0: I think Chris going down first is maybe a little more likely because if I focus my flowers on him and then Marcus focuses the bees on him, like it's gonna <laughs> be like a real bad bee situation. Yeah. If you guys
2: team up, then you could uh, defeat me pretty early.
0: Yeah. So, if it's a three way brawl, I think it's more likely well, you have that it to gets...
2: coordinate. If you guys decide to team up, then mm-hmm. then I lose. But you have to make that decision.
1: So, I'm now adding a, a three way brawl here, which I'm just going to put them all at a quarter percentage happening. And then it's going to be. So, think that's you true? Of even, ben.
2: I think that's true of any team up, though. Like, if I decide to team up with Marcus against Ben, then Ben loses.
0: I think there's a chance though, if it is just like not a team situation, that because Marcus's and my powers kind of just naturally synergize, that if we're all kind of just fighting, you wind up with the worst of it, Chris.
2: Okay. Right? Yeah, I see that. Yeah.
1: So I'm gonna go forty-forty-twenty on the three-way brawl. Because me and Ben are even against each other. So if, if we brawl, theoretically Chris is out first and then me and Ben fight. Yeah, out. I just I think that's kinda of how it works mm-hmm. out, where it's just like, you know, like there's just a, because there's a lot
0: going on that's exciting to bees and Chris has no part of that. I
1: feel like it just, he winds up worst off. All right. I need to, I need a, I need to put these numbers together because if we make it any more complicated, I will not be able yep, to go for it. Add up, add them up anymore. <laughs> well,
2: we're, we're going to have that like five minute session that I cut out. Oh yeah. <laughs> where you're just adding up
1: numbers. Calculation time. All right, guys. Are you ready? The results are in. I act like that was a big wait. It, it's going to be edited out. So I just, did the calculating very quickly in three seconds or so didn't take me forever in well in third place i'll do it that way in third place is chris at 31.29 really? percent for gallup pollster well, gallup pollman gallup pollman <laughs> gallup, gallup Pullman. i couldn't remember what came after poll why Polster. was
0: his name decisive <laughs> why was that just his given name okay you know what all right just move on
2: i don't know I that was like the last thing I came up with in my backstory. I was like, oh yeah, I should probably give him a name. How <laughs> isn't his name Dan decisive? You know what? Just Marcus, just keep saying the percentages. Wait, right, what percentage should I get?
1: 31.29%. 31.29.
2: 31.29.
1: Second place at 32.52%. It is honey shot. That's me. And the winner with 36.19%. close. Is Daisy Chain, hey. Ben's fighter there. So it really came down to, even though Chris was beating me individually, the brawl let me catch up to Chris on the neither allergic category. And after that, the allergies uh, actually put me over the top. There are for the the math actually worked out. So if neither was allergic, me and Chris were tied, except, and then I added on to my my allergy advantages there. That's hilarious. (laughs) Damn it. Allergies. (laughs) And then, uh. Ben just had the best odds in the one-on-one fights where he was tied with me, he was beating Chris, and he was tied for me in first place with the brawl. So that put him just over the top. This is probably our closest fight we've had. This was... Yeah, what was the percentage difference between second and first? Like, four? 4.9... Sorry, the difference between first and last place was 4.9 percentage points. 36 to 31. So, really tight. But I think it was nice because it actually was tight because all our powers kind of synced up nicely and like cancelled Yeah, if that makes sense
2: what's the difference between first and second
1: the first between first and second was between 36.19 and 3252 which is 3.67 percentage points yeah it's really close (laughs) and there you have it Daisy Chain would win in a fight between these soon to be coming to a Disney special near you heroes
2: (laughs) (laughs) we need to nerf Ben next fight
0: (laughs) once again i i would looking at how close this was i 100% would have come in last if marcus wasn't full of bees <laughs> that's probably true
1: yeah if i just was like oh my animal is a bear right. i would be so <laughs> i would, would be so bears turn.
2: instead of bees then you probably would have won
1: yeah i think a bear i think just our the baseline of just a bear would have beaten basically all of definitely us definitely would have beaten me <laughs> all right let's let's move on to our would you rather here All right, here's a, here's a real quick one, guys. And it's even bee-related. Ooh. Would you, uh, Chris, yes. would you rather a bug flies up your nose or down your throat? Oh.
2: Um, I've never had a bug fly up my nose before, but I have my throat. It wasn't pleasant, but I feel like up my nose would be
0: way less pleasant. I accidentally ate a fly once. I distinctly remember this moment. Only once? Well, I mean, okay, One, there's one I distinctly remember, at least. I was eating a Lunchable, and I had one of those slices of cheese, and a fly landed on it, like, right as, as I was taking a bite, and I ate the fly. <laughs> I've actually never done that. I've never, like, eaten
2: something with a fly on it. I've had them fly down my throat when my mouth is open.
0: I don't think that's ever happened. Maybe that, I mean, that must have happened to me at some point. I run. Or, like, like
2: I was breathing in, and it, like, went down right, my throat. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I never had, I don't have, I don't remember a specific experience where I've eaten a bug, but I do make it a habit to statistically eat eight spiders in my sleep a year. Mm. <laughs> I can't even imagine a fly going up my nose.
0: I, I'm honestly much more concerned about a fly going up my nose than a fly going down my throat. I mean, I feel like my reaction to that would
2: just, like, I, it wouldn't go all the way up my nose. I would react and get it out before that.
0: Right, but but for some reason, so, so, I mean, the answer is just that you, like, you know, farm and fill your nose and launch the fly out and it's gone, but... But for some reason, that moment of, like, fly entry just feels like such a terrible, terrible thing to me that I almost am, despite it clearly being a worse overall outcome, happy with a fly going down my throat.
1: Yeah, that's a, like, if you've done, like, a nasal swab and, like, just that, even that, like, controlled swab just makes your nose feel so weird for so long, you just, like, feel it in your nose for, like, all day. At least you, you swallow it. You're like, oh, god, I just ate a bug. Well, I guess other, you know, some cultures do that anyway, right? So it's probably fine. Even that was a gross fly.
2: It tastes weird. I I remember that it has a pretty distinct taste. It does. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to have that memory. That's a strong memory, huh? <laughs> I think I think this one. I don't think there's much to debate. I think it's just vis like your visceral gut reaction on this. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah.
0: Clearly, neither are actually like that bad of a thing, you know, like health wise or anything. There's nothing. It's just which one do you hate more? Yep. So, Ben, it sounds like you've made up your mind. God, I think I would rather have it go down my throat. I did not really expect that, but I just can't. Every time I think about a fly going up my nose, it's just the worst.
1: Chris? I also choose
2: throat. I think, like, if it goes up your nose, the worst outcome is that it goes all the way up your nose and then it ends up going down your throat. That's actually. true, actually. But I think the chances of that happening are pretty low. But if that does happen, that's, like, way worse than just going down your throat.
1: <laughs> And the wackiest scenario is that it goes up your nose and then goes out your mouth.
2: <laughs>
1: so, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. So, I, choose, I yeah, I choose going down the throat just to avoid that small chance of it going up my nose and then down my throat.
1: Yeah, the, the nose just seems worse to me. Like, that one's the one that makes me cringe. It grosses me out, especially, like, if you, like, bite it is a problem and spreading that. But I think... I can deal with something tasting a little bit bad. I don't want something in my nose. So I'm also going to go with uh, fly down my throat. Great. That's going to be a good uh, context mm-hmm. quote.
2: Imagine <laughs> imagine if it flew up your nose and then you like squeezed your nostrils while it was in there and it got stuck in there. I was thinking about that and too. I didn't want to think about it. it while it was in there.
1: <laughs> I hate, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's that. Um, so. If you if we if you want us at Absurd Hypotheticals to put this to the test, uh, we're running a promotion right now on our Patreon that if we get enough subscribers by the end of the month, we are going to have Ben try these two out and report on us which one no. is actually better or worse. <laughs> Snark some flies. <laughs> so if you go to www.patreon.com absurd hypotheticals, uh, and click on the Become a Patron button, um, it's just one dollar, and then it's one step closer to Ben putting bugs up his nose, and uh, that would be just the best so go ahead and do that y'all
0: yeah, we're gonna need enough patrons to pay for my therapy after this
1: yeah that's 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 the, that's the threshold of the costs we have to get enough patrons that we can pay for ben's therapy and um ben will need some money to go find a new podcast to work on
0: and a, and a new nose just just this one doesn't work anymore
1: yeah it's like i i want it to look the same doc uh sir you know plastic surgeon i just don't want to right. have a I, I just I have don't want this one
0: it the same same model new one just (laughs) installed a
1: protective screen
2: in the nostrils right no flies can get
1: in but yeah again www.patreon.com slash absurd hypotheticals but in any case join us next week where we answer the following question what if all cows disappeared